Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the Easy Sports Podcast. It is Sunday, October 20th. Yep. Bam. Good work. First try. Saw you look at it. I did. <laughs> I did. I did. Uh, we have a great episode ahead for you guys today. We're going to talk Kansas, Texas. Very surprising. Yeah. Um, <laughs> we're going to talk about Wisconsin, Illinois. Uh, Alabama is running into some issues again with Tua Tungavaloa uh, and an injury he's facing. We're going to talk about the Patrick Mahomes injury. And we're going to do a little World Series preview for you all. Can you tell who sets the schedule for these shows just by the lineup? No, no, I wouldn't. I have no idea. It's literally like six football things, and it's like, yeah, we'll throw in some World Series for Emma. Yeah, yeah, I think we can spend the back half of the episode talking about the World Series. All right. There's a lot to cover there. No, there's a ton to cover there. Like the fact that the World Series tickets got booked on Bryce Harper's birthday. (laughs) Yeah. I kind of love it. It's uh, Fate is such a wonderful thing. <laughs> I think the universe is just petty, honestly. Uh, honestly, episode title, The Universe is Petty. <laughs> yeah, nice. I like it. Um, Great. We got that covered. That's a lot of stress <laughs> off our plate for later. A lot of stress. <laughs> yeah, we sit there sweating over the computer. Oh, yeah. Every day. we Blood, sweat, and tears go into our episode titles. Yeah, most tell. days it's literally just me going, does this sound all right? And you're like making food and you're like, yeah, I guess. <laughs> we go for it. Knock yourself out, champ. <laughs> what do you want? Don't worry. Ew, um, I hated how patronizing that was. <laughs> God. Emma, you patronize me every single time I do anything related to grammar, so. <laughs> well, learn <laughs> to tell you. Yeah. You're like, wow, good job. That was that was great. Good use of the Oxford comma. I've literally gotten a text from you that said good use of the Oxford comma yeah, before and almost broke my phone. <laughs> and now you wonder why um, our whole friends group texts you poor grammar it's all the time. It's horrible. It Mike, makes me cringe. The other day in class, I cringed so hard that somebody wanted to know if I needed Advil because it looked like I had a headache. <laughs> we will text Emma entire sentences with no spaces between the words that's just terrifying because then you go to a weird place with it and it sounds culty (laughs) 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 wait wait hold on how many cults have you been a part of how would you know it sounds culty it the way that you tie it is just has a distinct like Jonestown vibe. <laughs> drink the Kool-Aid, Emma. Just drink the Kool-Aid. You sent me that once with no spaces. Um, the poor grammar is just like, ugh, gross. But then you also tend to send me the culty stuff when I'm TAing. So yeah. I'm in front of the whole class and everyone can see my facial expressions. And I like have to quit messages. So Honestly, I, I think you just need to develop a better poker face. I don't have a good one. Because I, I do send you some cryptic messages where you're just like, what does that mean? Weird. It's just a bunch of emojis. <laughs> three words that don't even form or like remotely. Literally, close to this happened today where I asked like, hey, is like 1.30 a good time? Because I do that every time, whatever. And all you said was nothing to it with the horns down emoji. <laughs> That was it. And I said, does that mean yes? Got to break a few eggs to be in the kitchen. <laughs> so then I said, I hate you. And you said, no sweat. Horns down. 
What the hell is that? Um, I don't know, Emma. Nothing to it. What? <laughs> Stop. <laughs> down. Um, honestly, I'm just more disappointed in you that you didn't wind up watching the Kansas game last night. Maybe that. Maybe if you watched the Kansas game, I wouldn't send you cryptic messages. Listen, I thought it was going to be so bad that I did not want to even like put myself through it. So that begs the question then, do you not believe in Les Miles? How does that beg the question of that? I don't know. You're not putting any faith in him to no, coach a, it's coach a team in a competitive I think game. It be, it's because I think Texas is so good. Bad also, looks. also, I've told you my schedule for this week. I was studying. That's true. That's true. I was writing out all of my English notes and making it into a flashcard set, and it was torture. <laughs> what? <laughs> what does that look? <laughs> it's just... Uh, it... it, it what? It sounds no. a lot worse when you spell out the whole schedule, but when the first thing you throw up is, I had to type out all my English notes into a flashcard set. Uh, uh, yeah, okay. The, well, the whole that schedule was is the really worst bad. worst example of everything that you had to go through. I'm just saying, no, that's what I was doing last night at that particular moment. Oh, also, gotcha. it's roughly 30 full pages of notes and my computer. So, you do take... Um, yeah. <laughs> obviously, none of you would know this unless you hung out with Emma before. So to our friends, you already know this, um, <laughs> but uh, Emma takes more detailed notes than I've ever seen from anyone in my entire life. <laughs> like writing every word, I'm convinced that she writes stage directions for the <laughs> like the professor as they lecture the class. She's like, professor, move stage left. <laughs> Took three breaths and then began sentence. Sentence followed as, and then it's just writing out the rest of the sentence. Um yeah, I've never met met someone who does that. So I believe that that took probably an eternity. Yeah, it was like five hours. Hear me out. Okay. Write less notes. But then I might perform worse on tests. I doubt it. But it might happen. Doubtful. Um. Anyway, let's hop into sports. The oh, reason right. you, you do tune into this <laughs> show. Um. Speaking of do. Kansas, Texas, why don't we just start there? Sure. Um. This was a much closer game than a lot of people would have anticipated. I was thinking 20 point spread. Oh, wow. Okay. That's what most people were thinking. I was saying, I was going to say like, like my prediction was like a two touchdown game. That's what I thought it was going to be. ESPN's but. was, I think like 23, 21 or something like that. Uh, I'm not sure what the spread, uh, the line was Texas minus 21 over yeah. under 63. So yeah. So big spread on that. Um, it wound up being a two point game. Final score, 50 to 48, Texas. And it was decided in the last few seconds of the game. Right. They went on a walk-off field goal after Kansas had scored a touchdown and converted the two-point conversion to take a one-point lead. Mm-hmm. I was so excited. Like, we were so excited. Sean and Mark and all them were over here. And we're, like, screaming, jumping up and down, just pumped right. that this is happening. Because for a moment there, I was like, yes, like, we can do this. We can beat Texas. And then I saw how much time was left on the clock. Yeah. Because they... It was like 50 seconds left. It was a uh, one minute and 11 seconds. Okay, yeah. Um, and that is way too much time for no, Texas to have the ball. It just is. Like, especially because we have a... Our defense can play well, but boy, their, their offense just rolled on us. Oh, yeah. Um, but let's take some positives away from the game here. Sure. Carter Stanley, 27 to 47, 310 yards, four touchdowns, no interceptions. 
Sam Ellinger, on the other hand. I was going to say, you going to bring up that stat line? 31 of 44, mm-hmm. 399, four touchdowns, and one interception. So, Carter 399 better. is obscene. Yeah, that's a lot. But he threw a pick and Carter didn't, so it begs So, Carter's question. better. Yeah. So, Carter's better. Right. Thank you. Um, <laughs> rushing yards. Puka Williams Jr., who I will say definitely carried our Oh, team. yeah. I think it's safe to say. I think that's very safe to say. Uh, he he really – he's unbelievable. I mean, he made some moves that are just – like, I don't know how. I don't want – I don't know how he ran with a, like, 350-pound defensive tackle <laughs> on his back for 10 yards. Yeah. He just was, like, jogging. I'm like, you're 170 pounds. <laughs> there's no way that should be happening. There's um, also – there's, like, a gif that was circulating where he literally threw – a Texas defender. Like, he grabbed him and threw him. Jeez. While he was running with the ball. Yeah. No, he, he is... Uh, I think the caption on that was, he needs some milk. <laughs> and I liked it a lot. <laughs> he, he is unreal. Um, he's, and he's the most elusive. I think he's the most elusive running back I've ever, ever watched. Really? Like, I don't think I've ever seen someone who makes more people miss than Puka Williams Jr. Bold statement. I'm here for it. Um... He had 25 carries, so big workload. Um, probably helps that he's not splitting that with Khalil Herbert anymore. Sure. Um, 25 carries, 190 yards, and two touchdowns. Just Very impressive. Oh, yeah. Uh, just a phenomenal game on the ground. Uh, he also had four receptions for 25 yards, so they got him out of the backfield a little bit. Uh, used him on some check down passes, which you can see a lot more in our offense since – um, I know it's only one. I know it's only one game, but since Deerman took over, there were a lot more checkdowns, safe passes, stuff like that, and a lot higher tempo. Um, so those were our two. I mean, those were our two core players. Andrew Parchman also had three receptions, uh, eighty-three yards, and a touchdown. He had one massive reception uh, in the first quarter, where the announcer was literally talking about Deerman's new offense. He goes, "Yeah, he led uh, led the NAIA and." yards and scoring and then you just see this pass get launched from carter <laughs> and drop into parchment's hands i was like i'm, I'm here are. for it yeah i'm here for that um so with that being said new offensive coordinators first game mm-hmm. we score 48 points on texas yeah that i don't want to get too excited too early right. but i'm excited <laughs> i'm very excited i i mean Everything, every stat that he had coming into this, and if you looked at his time at Bethel, which we've talked about already on the show, yeah, he was. They were offensive minded. He's mm-hmm. literally written a book on the RPO. Has he really? He has. He's wow. an author of a book on the RPO, and which uh, in and of itself very impressive. Right? Yeah, <laughs> I haven't authored any books, so nor have I. Hats off to him. Um, but this gets me really optimistic for the future because I haven't seen our offense open up like this since Boston College. And even against Boston College, it this looked way more open yeah. than that did. Passes, Carter looked more comfortable. This is against, I would 100%, I don't think you can honestly argue it, say it's a better opponent than BC was. I don't think that's arguable. That's not arguable <laughs> at all. And so to do this against the top 15 team in Texas, a team that came into this season with hopes of 
achieving a college football playoff, I think it bodes well for us in the rest of the season. Yeah, I agree. I'm ex- I'm excited to see it. This is feels similar to Boston College for me just because I got so excited at the end of that game and then was crushed the game after. I'm worried the same thing is going to happen. However, right. cautiously optimistic. Well, and, and here's the other plus I'll say this about the game too. We didn't turn the ball over once. Which is a huge step up. That is a very big – There, no turnovers, 27 first downs. We had the ball for 31 minutes. I mean, at the end of the day, that's a solid outing. Yeah, for sure. And there's no way you can argue. And there's very few teams who you're going to put 48 up against and no. still lose. Texas obviously being the, the exception. But I want to look real quick okay. at the rest of the season because – now we're talking about with this loss to Texas, it's that much harder to get into a bowl game. You know, we're two and five. We have to win at least four more games, and there's five games left on the schedule. Ugh. So let's talk about them real quick. All right. And I, when I'm when I say the game, I want you to say if you think that's a win or a loss. Ooh, okay, I like it. All right, Texas Tech at home. Oh, I don't know. I loss. Kansas State at home. That could go either way, but I would probably chalk it up to a loss. Oklahoma at Oklahoma State. That could also go either way for me, but probably a loss. <laughs> at Iowa State. I think we could win that. Okay. That's interesting because Iowa State objectively is probably a better team than Texas Tech, Kansas State, and Oklahoma State. Yeah, I know, but I got good feelings about it. And that's at Iowa State. Oh, shit. Never mind. That's a loss. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then Baylor I, at home. Listen, can I just defend my Iowa State prediction? Because I was thinking, there's not a lot of people here who like Iowa State. <laughs> Fair. And I think that there's some enmity between the, between the teams. Enmity? Enmity, yeah. Okay. It means hatred. Okay, yeah. <laughs> all right no, yeah sure <laughs> go, go off do you sure um all right so you think and then uh Baylor at home I don't I don't think we're I don't think we're gonna lose every game but I don't think we're gonna win them either right so you're basically with that prediction with that slate you say we're gonna lose out no but I don't think that though it's just when you give me them one by one like so, that so where's the game where is the where's the game or two that you think okay, that's winnable. We should win that game. I want to say that about K-State really badly. Yeah. However, <laughs> K-State's a fairly solid team. I I would say so, yeah. They're 4-2. and two. They, have, they clobbered Mississippi State when right. they played them. I don't know. All right, here's where I kind of stand on it. But I think any given game on any given day could go our way. We have enough talent. Right. I think we have plenty of talent. I'm going to go optimistic. Okay. I'm going to lean in favor of optimism, which is not very common for me. It's really not. Um, <laughs> I think we can beat Texas Tech. That's a home game. I think we can beat them. It's oh, wait, that's home? Too. Yeah. Oh, yeah, then I think we could win that. I told you it was home. I can't hear. Horns down, Emma. <laughs> I can't hear. You can't blame me for that. No, I think I can. I Can you? Yeah. Uh-huh. Uh, so Texas Tech at home. <laughs> so what I'm um, hearing is that you discriminate <laughs> against people with hearing issues. No, no. That's 
on the air. You just confirmed that. That that's just not true at all. Re- I just, think anyone who listens to our conversations could confirm. <laughs> nope. Um so Texas Tech at home, I think that can be a win. Yeah. I think Kansas State can be a win too. It's a rivalry game. We're coming out like we are coming out firing. I like the new offense. I like what I saw against Texas. I think we can beat Kansas State. They have a worse just overall talent pool than Texas does. So I sure, don't yeah. think we'll have any issue. I also think they have a worse defensive line. And so I think if they, with them having a worse defensive line, Puka getting a lot of carries, he could make something happen. We could win that game. I think Oklahoma State at Oklahoma State is a stretch. I yeah. really do. Um, but I could also see that being kind of a weird like a low our low scoring somehow like 21 to 18 kind of game just just sort of a weird one where not a lot happens and Stefan Diggs is about to just <laughs> end my season for the Lions Oof. sweet um that hurt me to watch <laughs> yeah we have the Lions game on again while we're recording and uh yeah we're not great about that are oh. we Stefan Diggs just caught, I think... Let's watch the replay on that, Zach. No, let's not. I think he just caught a... What is this? A 68-yard pass? Yeah. Yeah. Ran it down to the one with like two minutes left in the game. Sweet. Um, Back to Kansas. Um, (laughs) Wow, he's so good. It's crazy. I think we can beat Texas... Or the Lions are just so bad. (laughs) Damn. I think we can beat Texas Tech. I think we can beat Kansas State. I think we can beat Oklahoma State. Iowa State and Baylor... I'm not sure about. Both are very good. The at Iowa State game, just I don't have great feelings about that. Yeah. Um, versus Baylor. Watch, that'll are, be the one game we win. Right. <laughs> versus Baylor, they're undefeated right now. See, that's right my strategy. That's my strategy when I predict games. Is what? Go opposite. <laughs> so go for chaos. Yeah. <laughs> Love it. Um. So, yeah, I don't think it's unrealistic to say that we could finish this season with four wins. I think that was the expectation, honestly, coming in, was to have around a four-win season. Oh, yeah, four-win total, yeah. Um, I thought you meant four more wins. I was like, that's bold. Right. <laughs> it kind of makes me just wonder where we'd be at right now, what, what conversation we'd be having. Because if you think about it, had we beaten Coastal Carolina, had we beaten West Virginia – so can't believe we lost to Coastal Carolina. I can't either. That just, I ouch. can't either. But had we won those two games, we're a four-win team. Yeah. Right? And then we're going into these back five saying, you need two wins to go to a bowl game. It's a lot different than you need to go four and one to go to a bowl game. Yeah. And so, do I think, it's, do I think we're going bowling this year? No. Realistically, no. Obviously, want to, but I just don't think it'll happen. Yeah, but, I agree with that. Um, moving forward. Damn, there's a Texas commercial on right now. <sighs> yeah. Jeez. Oh, Texas versus TCU. Um, moving forward. Maybe the upset of the year. Bold uh, statement. Is it? Is this a bold statement? Upset yeah. of the year. Wisconsin, Illinois. I... I, how is that? How is that a bold statement? Because the year's not over. Okay, well that's that's fair. That's 
I can't really argue that. I know. Anyway, <laughs> Wisconsin was a 30.5 point favorite going to Champaign during U of I's homecoming. They, for all intensive purposes, like if you look at stats. Wait, wait, wait. Never mind. I'll let if it you go. look at stats, um, they really dominated almost every area of this game outside of one key one, and All that's right. turnovers. They turned the ball over three times to Illinois one. Wow. Right. Um, they, coming into the game, I love the ESPN win, win probability tracker. I like watching those through games. Uh, they had a oh, yeah. 97.5% chance to win the game. Like, they were supposed to come in and crush Illinois, which they should have by – by all means, they really should have. Went into halftime. Yeah, he agreed. Number six ranked. Right. Went into halftime. It was a 13-7 game. So, kind of a tight one. They got it up to 20-7. to When they got it up to 20-7 in the third quarter, I thought it was over. Sure, everyone did. start running. They had a bad first half, whatever. And then U of I just kind of stuck around. <laughs> like, they didn't really do anything super special. But they just sort of hung around enough to where it got to the fourth quarter with five minutes left. They scored a touchdown. And then Wisconsin threw an interception on the 50-yard line. Oh, Gave U of I the ball back. They went down the field a little bit, got a couple good runs out of their running back, kicked a field goal to win the game. And... Damn. It, I loved being on Twitter... In that moment, watching oh, yeah. all the Wisconsin accounts just come out of the woodwork, freaking out. Yeah. The fav- one of my favorite things that got pointed out was the time of possession that they had over U of I. Illinois had the ball for 19 minutes and 11 seconds the entire what? game. Oh, my God. Wisconsin had it for 40 minutes and 49 seconds. That's crazy. And they like that's actually lost. crazy, which I mean, it does show you time of possession. Not everything doesn't matter a whole lot. Doesn't matter a whole lot if you can't, you know, capitalize. actually put points on the board. Yeah, you have to capitalize on that. Illinois quarterback, Brandon Peters, nine, the for Michigan 21. transfer, <laughs> nine for 21 <laughs> and 174 yards. Not exactly what we would call a killer game. I know. <laughs> not especially when you like compare that to wisconsin's quarterback who was 24 for 32 mm-hmm. with 264 yards right jonathan taylor wisconsin's heisman hopeful running back mm-hmm. he had 28 carries 132 yards i mean stat wise they look like they should have been in a position to win this game yeah, but illinois sure. just hung around yeah and, and it was it's so satisfying of the, course it is for you. Yeah, of course it was for me. They hurt me a couple weeks ago, so I'm <laughs> fine with this loss. The only crappy part about this loss for the Big Ten is it cuts down it, it cuts down on Wisconsin's chance of getting into the playoff. Mm-hmm. So say, you know, they go to the Big Ten championship, they knock off I'm gonna assume it's gonna be Ohio State. Uh they knock off Ohio State. They still don't have a great chance of making it into the Big Ten, meaning that the Big Ten's really only two hopes right now are Penn State and Ohio State to make it into the championship. 
at, at this point, you can say Michigan's out. Wisconsin coming into this game had a 37, I think it was, percent chance to go to the playoff. That dropped to 2.5 after this loss. So what was it like for you last night Okay. with Michigan game oh. and Kansas back-to-back just – at the same time. Yeah, exactly. At the same time. Exactly. The final scores came in within like what felt like five minutes of each other. Yeah, having both those gut punches back to back, literally, you know how my, you're, we're sitting in my living room right oh, yeah. now, have the dual TV set up right next to each other. Michigan losing on one screen, Kansas losing on another. It just hurt. Yeah. <laughs> like it was just. But there was part of me also that was so happy with how Kansas looked that I really just didn't care. I took it as a win. Right. I'm not I afraid like, to say it. I was like, that's fine. I was yeah. like, you know what? That is got sent in one of our group chats last night. That was the best loss I've ever seen. Yeah. For sure. So. I really wanted another Titanic moment, though. <laughs> I just, I really, really wanted a video with Celine Dion's My Heart Will Go On dubbed over it. It would have been amazing. I know. It would have been amazing. R slash CFB with the Kansas almost in parentheses beat Texas. Yeah. Um, but yeah. Ooh. Oh. All right. There's a scuffle. fight breaking out in the Minnesota Detroit game. Huh. All right. That's a great way to end that game. 12 point loss to Minnesota at home. Fun, fun, fun. Um, <laughs> this is your third gut punch in two days. Zach, how you feeling? It's not great. It's Where's not great. <laughs> um, let's move on. Sure. Alabama's starting quarterback to a tongue of the guy who's at the center of the, uh, we'll call it the tank fest I think in the NFL. The fact tank that for Tua. <laughs> I'm going to ignore that. <laughs> <laughs> Two of the biggest names in football went down the same week. Yeah. With On Patrick Mahomes levels. and with Tua going down, that was hard to watch. Yeah, it, w- it really was. Um, and we'll get to Patrick Mahomes right after this, actually. Um, but Nick Saban finally released an update on Tua uh, in a statement. He said, Tua suffered a high ankle sprain last night against Tennessee. Our phys- physicians performed a successful tightrope procedure on his right ankle this morning. This is the same injury, but the opposite ankle that Tua injured last season. Tua w- will miss next week's game against Arkansas but we expect a full and speedy recovery. So, I like to imagine Nick Saban like typing that out and being like, the what procedure? Like, <laughs> <laughs> he got a, excuse me, a, t- a tightrope. What in the hell is a tightrope? <laughs> um, but he did have ankle surgery this morning. Uh, as said in the statement, it's the same injury that he had on the opposite ankle. It kind of reminds me of Udoka and his wrist ligament injuries. It's same injury, opposite ankle, uh, or same injury, opposite wrist. You really just had case. to bring that back up. I, it just it <laughs> reminds me of that same situation. I know. It's um, just sad. It's obviously... Personal foul in the Lions. Thank you. You're um, welcome. <laughs> thanks for pointing that out. Just want to make sure you knew. Right, yeah. Uh, obviously, it's not ideal, but if it was going to happen at any point in the season, going into the, your game against Arkansas... Not a bad deal. Right. And from everything that I've seen online, he's going to be back in one to two weeks. Good. So good. I mean, that's, you never want to see anyone get hurt. So Mac Jones, as of now, is their backup. He's going to be the starter for the game against Arkansas. Obviously he looked 
super average uh, against Tennessee last night. But I saw a lot of panicking online where people were like, well, now Alabama's not going to be able to compete in the college football playoff. Really? I think that's a little premature. I think that's incredibly premature. Yeah, it, it's a one to two week injury. He'll be back. He'll be fine. And, and he will, they will go into the playoff. I'm not worried about them making the playoff. Yeah. It will happen. And Absolutely he will be playing. Um, so that happened to a more serious injury and one that really hasn't gotten a lot of clarity on it. The Patrick Mahomes knee injury. Right. The only thing we know so far is that it was a dislocated kneecap, which I don't even want to get into because, ow. You saw the video, right? I No, I didn't, and I don't want to. You're not going to show it to me. We're not going to do that. We are. No, we're not. We will. <laughs> I'm not going to watch it. We so. will, right after. It's fine. After we're done recording, I'll show you. Uh, um, anyway, they say that it could be three weeks, I saw, is that he could come back, which feels uh, very soon to me. Right. So there's been a couple. So there's one that said three weeks. There was one that said, uh, um, there was one that said six weeks and there's one that said four. The chiefs, it's came out on CBS this morning that they're not committing to a timetable on it. Right. I just, the Um, one I saw on ESPN that seemed to be, seemed to me to be the most reliable was three weeks. Right. And so it's, but that feels so soon for an injury like that. Yeah. That feels so early. Well, and so Pat McAfee, on the Pat McAfee show, he talked about this injury because oh. uh, he had the same kind of injury, and he talked about you are in excruciating pain. I, I don't, oh, God, I don't even want to talk about it. I feel like, nauseous even thinking about it. I swear to God. It was, it, it was so ugly. But uh, he said you're in excruciating pain. There is a procedure that they do where they have to, like, re sort of carve out that area no. so that they can put everything back and make sure it's all put together and how it's supposed to be sitting in the knee. Stop. And so Please God. So after hearing that, honestly, and like you when you watch the video, you see it out and you see it get flipped. I, I need some fresh air. Um, <laughs> I can't listen to this. <laughs> um you you see all that happen and it's one, just horrible. But two, it makes me think, and obviously I'm not a doctor. Like, you're not <laughs> yeah, a doctor. that's very clear. That's safe to say <laughs> that so neither clear. of us are, are uh, medical professionals. I don't see this as being a quick turnaround. I don't see this no. as being a three-week turnaround. And frankly... And it shouldn't be. Right. Even if he was ready to go in three weeks... Give him some more time. Yeah. Is that worth it? Is it worth bringing your superstar franchise QB back early? We've seen what happens. No, because he's so young. Right. He has so much time to have these playoff hopes. And to, like, you know what I mean? Like, right. Chiefs fans won a Super Bowl this year. And personally, I don't think it's going to happen for a multitude of reasons. Right. But... We should not, I think at this point, with this kind of an injury, we should not be focusing on Super Bowl this year and freaking out about it. Right. Because also, the backup QB, did you see that when he came into the game? Yeah. I was watching it with my friends, and I looked at my friend Coleman. I was like, he looks like he's going to piss his pants. I mean, it's a lot to live up to. (laughs) Of course it is. I'm not saying this of any fault of his own. It just, he took off his helmet, and he was like, 
pale. Like he was, he looked stressed. I felt so bad for him. Well, I also saw a report on Matt Moore that he had not taken, for he had taken zero first team snaps this entire year. Oh like my he God. hadn't taken any snaps with the first team offense. He hadn't done anything with them. It was only Mahomes working with them. Um, and Chad Henney was also apparently getting in that mix before he got hurt. Failure so. to prepare is preparing to fail. Sorry, Andy Reid. Wow. Um, <laughs> but yes, he said he the like report came out. He had zero snaps. I don't blame him then for being super out of sync and not not looking right because how could you? Yeah, of course you could. If you hadn't been with the team all year, if you had or he's been with the team, but if you haven't been working with first team all year, you haven't been integrated into the playbook, you haven't been doing everything. Obviously, he's a veteran in the NFL. He knows how to play, he knows how to throw the ball. Right, but that's still going to be terrifying. Right. I'd be freaking out. Exactly. So, I don't blame him for his issues that he had against Denver. Hopefully, some of them get resolved. We can see a little more efficiency from him, but Man, you got to wonder. I, I just hope they don't rush him back. I know. I don't think they the will. The last thing you want to do is injure it worse. No. For a season that, to me, is already gone. Right. And, and I don't think they will. But, I mean, it would it would be really unfortunate. Especially their next two games, Minnesota and Green Bay. Right. If you drop both of those, if you lose both those games, there's going to be some pressure you're going to see it. It'll come out in the media. When can we expect Mahomes back? When yep. is Mahomes coming back? It, can it, he come back sooner? I saw one analyst who I think is a – I understand. You play injured and you play sore and you play hurt. I, and, no. And that, no. No, 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 no. I, we've all been there. Like, but I'm thinking when you're playing injured, when you talk about playing injured, you're talking about broken fingers. You're talking about like – Sore shoulders, bruised ribs, whatever. I get all those. Listen. You're not talking about a knee and all the ligaments that go into a knee and how quickly. Because a finger, frankly, it's not going to derail your season. It's not going to derail your career. A knee can. I have heard a lot of arguments for the whole, like, you have to play when you're hurt. I understand playing through being sore, fine. Everyone does it like if you're in le- literally you play when you're sore. If you're playing with an injury, that's irresponsible. I, I'm see, sorry. It I, is. But I don't think it is. I think you can – there is an element of being able to play injured. Well, depending on what your injury is and what position you are. Well, and that's what I'm saying too. Like, But like if it's a severe – if you're like what I did when I was a kid and stupid as hell – like, I messed up my back for potentially the rest of my life because I was like, yeah, I can play for the injury because of what state? Right, but that's that's a it's back stupid. injury. Yeah, but it was stupid to play through an injury at all. And I had other teammates who have messed up, like, elbows and shoulders and things like that for literally life because they were like, oh, I can play through this injury. And so to me, whenever I see somebody say, like, you should play when you're injured, I get, like, really frustrated by I that. Because as I a blanket think, statement, that's dangerous. I think you need to measure the severity of the injury. That's why I say as I, a blanket statement, it's dangerous. I've broken fingers. I've had bruised ribs. I've had, like, a dislocated rib. I've done all of those. And, like, those parts of my body are fine. Like, I don't have issues or long-term problems which is why i say as a blanket statement as a blanket blanket statement it's dangerous which is what i was getting to with this guy saying playing hurt is part of the game 
no, you have to take care of your body. You have to take into account what kind of an injury it is because if you don't, and if he hurts his knee, even worse, if he comes back early, you are looking at one of the greatest losses of talent that you will see. Potentially ever. Potentially ever. And we've seen a lot. Just acro- let's, let's blanket across professional sports. Okay. Greg, Od- Greg Oden, that one I guess you couldn't help as much. He had, a, he had some long-term health issues in his knees. But guys like Derek Rose, mm-hmm. RG3. You've seen this happen before where knees, where stuff like that has caused problems. I mean, hell, Sean Livingston, his knee basically exploded. Ah, uh, uh, and I hate talking about injuries right. so much. And he was lucky to come back and perform at the level that he did perform at, but he was expected to have a much higher ceiling than where he was. Mm-hmm. You know, you, you don't want to rush him back, I, and I can't emphasize it enough, and that's my fear going forward. Because this season, so much for the Chiefs felt like you have to win a Super Bowl this year. It really does feel that way. It feels like KC fans are pressuring like so much of we need a Super Bowl. And I understand it because, listen, I'm a KC fan. And it's brutal being a KC fan. We've been kicked in the teeth so many times that it's like hard to watch those games anymore. You're speaking to a Lions fan, I understand. I know, but it's even I, – I would argue it's even worse I would argue. <laughs> On what grounds can you are you have a Super Bowl? Yeah, but, but that was what? So but long ago. we don't even have a Super Bowl appearance, so I don't want to hear it. Fine. I've <laughs> suffered. I've seen Owen sixteen. Have you seen Owen sixteen? I don't have all the Chiefs history in my no. head, but probably not. You have not. <laughs> so, um, yeah, but. Moral of the story, I'm praying to God they don't rush him back because I don't want to see him get – he's such – he's so much fun to watch. I don't want to see him get injured worse, and I don't want to have this turn into, wow, if we had only waited, yeah, you know, he would have been fine. It would have been all right. But we'll see. We don't know uh, until it happens, obviously. And with that, let's hop into World Series talk. I thought we would hop into a break, but okay. No. <laughs> We've got it. <laughs> We're powering through. Jesus. All right. Um, World Series talk. So the Fall Classic is finally back. Um, it's my Christmas. <laughs> yeah, this is your this is your favorite time of year. I'm it really convinced. is. Even though it's like the fourth best playoff, like this is your Christmas. I'm going to have to ask you to leave. <laughs> I'm kicking you out of your apartment. <laughs> <laughs> that's fair. That's fair. I understand. Um, Fourth best playoff. I'm mad at you now. Go ahead. I, I'm angry. <laughs> uh, you know what? It's third. Oh, that's better. Third. Yeah. Because NHL, NFL, MLB, NBA. Yeah. Fine. Seems fair. Whatever. You're entitled to your wrong opinion. That's um, all right. <laughs> The, I think this is going to be an amazing World Series. We're obviously going to get into our predictions in a little bit. Um, but it's between the Nationals and the Astros. I want to point out that the Nationals started this season 19-31. and 31. Yeah. That was a rocky start to come back from. Rocky's very generous. They <laughs> were know. terrible. Yeah. 
1931. They've never been to a World Series before. It is their first time in a World Series. The year uh, after Bryce Harper left, and they won the game that punched their ticket to the World Series on his birthday. Just all sorts of petty stuff there that I love and can really appreciate. Yeah, that's crazy. I mean, I mean, genuinely can appreciate. Is it fair to say, uh, what was the date? October 16th. 16th. Is that their new favorite day? <laughs> Might be. Is that National Bryce Harper Day <laughs> in our nation's <laughs> capital? Um, yeah, I think it's really funny. Quick sidebar before we go into who we think is going to win and mm-hmm. all that. I do think it's really funny that they came into this year. They're like, oh, they lost Harper. They lost their star. We don't know how good they're going to be. They started off 1931. So everyone pretty much wrote them off. Yeah. I would have loved to see what the lines would have been and the odds would have been in the middle of the year had you went and gambled on the Nationals making the World Series. I oh, would my God. to have seen what those numbers You would have were. made so much money. Oh, yeah. Um, and so having them come in now and having Harper's team be the one that struggled. The Phillies struggled. Oh, yeah. All year. They, were, they did not look good at all. Um, and to come back after you've lost your star – get into the postseason, get into the, like, get through everything, get through the NLCS, get to the World Series, amazing. Everything about it's amazing. I'm kind of gunning for him on this. Like, I kind of want to see him win. Here's my thought process. I have been super fortunate in the baseball teams that I root for doing well. Right? Royals aside. (laughs) So, just the Red Sox. No, finishing my sentence. So in 2014, 2015, Royals, it was great, right? 2016, I was rooting for the Cubs, so that worked in my favor. 2017, I was rooting for the Astros, that worked in my favor. Last year, of course, I'm rooting for the Red Sox. Do you just pick a new, do you like pick a team out of a hat every year? No. This year, I want to see them win. No, I do that before the playoffs. Oh, the playoffs. Yeah, like when the playoff teams are set, I say, all right, I'm going to root for this team, which is like, if you have no, uh, like, no dog in the fight, like, might as well, right? It's not a bandwagon thing. It's literally just a, this is fun and I have nothing to lose. Right. <laughs> so, I've grown, since the 2017, I've grown to really like some players on the Astros more and more. Like, I've always been a big Verlander fan. I know we've talked about this on the show before. Um, but I also really like Altuve. I like George Springer a ton. Like, there are a few guys on there who I'm a pretty big fan of. So to see them go back when I did not think they were going to go back this year, very exciting. And to see them beat out the Yankees, who I absolutely hate, even <laughs> more exciting. Everyone who isn't a Yankees fan hates the Yankees. I know, but it's great. It, yeah. I it also, I didn't want to see the Dodgers go back. I don't like the Dodgers a ton. So like seeing them get knocked out was wonderful. I felt bad for Josh, though, on the St. Louis side of things. It was hard for me to feel bad for St. Louis. I'm not a St. Louis fan. I've never liked them, but I still kind of felt bad for Josh. Ah. But he had ah. Toronto. They had their day. Yeah. He's, yeah, fine. he's fine. He had a good year. <laughs> he's all right. He's already seen championship. Um, I didn't know. So I was sitting in the car with a couple of my bosses. And I didn't know one of them was a huge Yankees fan. Oh, no, Zach. And so I, they were sitting there and they're like, what do you, what do you think? What do you think about the ALCS? What do, what do you think is going to happen? I was like, honestly... I think the Astros are just a better team through and through. Mm. 
Like they got better pitching. Out they don't have as great of power hitting in quotes as the Yankees do, but who does? But right. I just thought they were I was like, I just think they're a better team. So I think I don't think this series is gonna be remarkably close or super close, you know, but at most six games. And uh they went, Yeah, Mike's a huge Yankees fan. I was like, oh, cool, 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 cool. <laughs> that's awesome. Love when that like, happens. I'll pack up my desk. <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. I'll, I'll see myself out. No problem. I know when to, I know when to leave. Um, should but, we should we jump into betting on oh, the odds and stuff? We can. Do you want to go? Yeah. So uh, Bleacher Report released their uh, updated World Series odds now. Houston Astros minus 220. So I think that's makes I, sense yeah. to me. It's felt safe. I mean, it, yeah. They also say... Um, They're a 107-win team. If they weren't yeah. the favorite coming in, that'd yeah. be kind of weird. Uh, their World Series prediction, they say three factors will determine the World Series, each in favor of the Astros. Home field advantage, um, which is really solid. Astros have a much deeper bullpen, which is very true. Nationals bullpen is, true. is dead last in ERA. Um, and then the Astros have Altuve. Which I like that, that that last bit because I think Altuve is a game changer. Oh, I agree 100%. Uh, there's, one, there's one person who I kept seeing things on for the Nationals that I think is a slight game changer. Um, saw MLB News calling them, uh, this right-hander is the national secret weapon. Ooh. Right? I love uh, a sensational headline. Isn't that, isn't that just super... That got me excited. I was like, ooh, <laughs> secret weapon. What's going on? Um, his name is... He's a 26-year-old rookie mm-hmm. named Tanner Rainey. Uh, they, in quotes, said he's the most unexpected of secret weapons and one who is almost guaranteed to be relied upon for some important plate appearances against the Astros. Now, the big thing that everyone points to when they talk about this kid is his swing and miss rate on his sliders. Okay. He has the highest swing miss rate on sliders at 63.1%. Oh my God. And if you watch them, they are witchcraft. Filthy. <laughs> I mean, absolutely like 88 mile an hour sliders that just plump. Yeah. It unreal to watch. So who knows? Maybe they've got a couple more of these secret weapons. Maybe well, I think we just haven't seen the full potential of their bullpen or something. I think Nationals pitching is very – starting pitching. Right. Very solid. Uh, Max Scherzer, Patrick Corbin, and Steven Strasburg as their, like, main three. That's pretty fantastic. Right. Because you have two potential – Max Scherzer, I would say, is an, a Hall of Famer. I think Strasburg, like – could be right behind him there as well. And mm-hmm. I haven't seen enough of Corbin to give a definitive opinion on him. Right. But I, he's got some great stats. Hmm. I think their starting pitching could be solid enough to take them through this. However, I like the Astros better. And I think that their hitting is better. So I think here's where it's going to come down to for me. Mm-hmm. If the Nationals starting pitching can get enough run support through the first five innings then they're fine then they're fine yeah i agree but if they're going to be in dogfight games where they're going to rely on the bullpen it's going to be a one run two run game going into the sixth seventh and eighth then astros win it astros are going to win those yeah, games I agree. because i think towards the 
latter half of games, towards the back half of games, the Astros have the depth, both in the bullpen and in their hitting lineup. They have so much endurance. It's crazy. To where? Their energy levels are up all the time. Like, you can constantly watch it, and they never look like they have a down moment to me. Right. To where I don't see them if this turns into a, a really defensive matchup going into the back half of these games. I don't see them folding. And they have the starting pitchers who we know can come in in the middle of games. Verlander is someone who can come in in the middle of a game and make a difference. Oh, my God. get guys out. Of course, out. I mean, yeah. Easily. And so there's that. With that being said, predictions. Who do you have? How many games? And we'll say, we'll say who's your MVP? Astros in five. Okay. Wow. I know. Quick series. I think it's going to be fast. Uh-huh. And Altuve as MVP. Or George Springer's a dark horse, though. Okay. Interesting. All right. So I'm gonna I'm gonna go the other way. I'm gonna say Nationals. I'm First gonna of say, all, how dare you? <laughs> uh, yeah, I know. First of all, how dare I'm gonna say Nationals in six. Scherzer is the MVP. I think he's gonna pitch a couple of clutch, clutch games. Um to give them an edge. There's always something, in my opinion, about a team going to their first anything, their first finals, their sure. first, you know, Stanley Cup, their first whatever that I love and that I think brings a lot of energy to the table. So I'm going to say Nationals just because I think it'd be fun to see them go into their first ever World Series and come out one and one in World Series all time. I, I wouldn't mind if they won. I will say that I wouldn't be distressed because it is pretty cool to see a team. But you're predicting the Astros. But I'm predicting that because that's logically what I think is going to happen. Fair enough. And that's what I want to happen. But if the Nationals want it, I'm not going to cry myself to sleep. (laughs) No. (laughs) Nope. Emma will cry herself to sleep (laughs) every single night. Until the next World Series. (laughs) Until the next World Series. Um, That game, game one, Tuesday, 8 p.m. on Fox. Um. So, oh, and that's 8 p.m. Eastern time yeah. for all of our Central Time listeners, which is probably a strong majority of you. most, yeah. Probably most of you. Um, so, 7 p.m. Central Time on Fox. <laughs> What'd you say? I said we have to get some demographics here. <laughs> we need to figure our shit out. Um, 7 p.m. Central Time on Fox, game one of the World Series. Uh, it's presented by YouTube TV this year, which feels... That's the most 2019 thing I've ever heard in my goddamn life. Yeah. I don't like it. Awful. Um, anyway, with that being said, thank you so much for joining us on the Easy Sports Podcast. Be sure to follow us on social media. At e- e- Jesus Christ. Wow. That was just a mess. Usually I'm the one that can't speak. <laughs> Be sure to follow us on social media at Easy Sports Pod. That's Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Um once things cool down in the school year, I'll be a lot better about being on those. But I've been on Twitter recently, so give myself a pat on the back for that. Um, be sure to rate and review. Thank you for your service. <laughs> yeah, you're right. Um, rate and review on iTunes. Leave us comments. Tell us what you like and what you don't like. We really appreciate those. All the normals. Um, yeah. Applications for a new co-host are live. So You know what? They've been live for a few weeks, and we haven't had anyone. So I think they might like me, Zachary. Josh replied. Did he really? Did he send you an application? Yeah. Got the resume and everything. Resume, cover letter, starts off to who it may concern. (laughs) I think I'm the best person to replace Emma. (laughs) 
I mean, I think if anyone had to replace me, Josh would probably be the best one. However, let's not replace me. <laughs> I think. Emma, you've been fired for weeks now. What are you still doing here? You know what? I just maybe that's why you take so long to pick me up. I literally, I get down to the, hold on, I'm going to rant for a second. I get down to the door of your building Uh every single week and I text you or I call you and it's another five to 10 minutes before you actually come down the stairs and get me. There's no in all fairness there. In all fairness, they should fix the buzz-in system in my my building. I call you. I know, but there's a little buzz-in thing by the gate. If that was working, then you would just have a code to just walk in. However, it's not far for you to come grab me. It's very difficult. I drive 45 minutes to get here, sometimes over an hour. I don't know if I buy it. And I have to pay for gas. You know what? This Maybe you're fired. I'm fired. Maybe I'm talking myself into firing you. Can I get a more considerate host on here? How, how would you fire me? The same way I I would fire you. I guess that makes sense. (laughs) I was like, I was like about to say, I was like, I guess she can do that just as easy as I can. Exactly. Hmm. So you know what? We're going to turn the tables. Send your applications to me, folks. Joke's on you. I've already resigned. (laughs) Oh, shit. Yes, this is the last episode. (laughs) See you guys later. We might see you guys next week. I I don't know. That's half the fun. <laughs> are epi- we going to come back? <laughs> on this episode, Zach resigned <laughs> and Emma was fired. So <laughs> I guess there's two applications for stuff. So we just have to have someone take over the show? Pretty much. Okay. Yeah. You have to send us your first initials, though, so we have to make sure it fits. <laughs> right, yeah. If it, it, Or you can legally change your name. We'll also accept that. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah. All right, well, thank you so much for joining us. We'll see you guys next week, maybe. Potentially. With another episode. <laughs> um, wow. I can't believe this is it. End of an era. <laughs> no, we'll see you guys next week. Thank you so much for joining us on the Easy Sports Podcast.